It didn't take much more than a bottle and two chairs to make a speakeasy. This is what Daniel Okrent said in his book, Last Call, The Rise and Fall of Prohibition. Today, join us for some stories. Get your own bottle, glass, mug, and relax. This is Speak Easily, and I'm your host, Krista Stoffer. <laughs> which is which is a boiler maker, right? Is that what it's? If you put it, uh, if you drop it in, that's a boiler maker. Oh. So, so you're not uh, supposed to do the sip the crap like you do. Yeah, no, I just do the shot and chase it with the beer. Does it have to be Bud Light? No, or Miller Light or whatever. No, because that's disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> I, I usually don't finish it. It's just something to have. To chase it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Would, yeah. Why couldn't you chase it with like? Because you, I mean, usually I'll drink it if uh, just drink it on the rocks. And See, that makes it. more sense. So why couldn't you just chase it with water? I could. You could hydrate. I, I, I would of... probably be a wiser choice. Yeah, because we yeah. always make wise choices. Yes, yes, because because <laughs> Ralph means wise choice in Spanish. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ralph is Spanish. Rafael. Rafael is the character I play for Linda. (laughs) I'm the warehouse welcome. Welcome warehouse. Welcome the warehouse welcome. Yeah, so that was the character. I can't do a Spanish character. Oh, you really did this? I did. I saw the the weird Uh, mustache. Yeah, did you draw that on, or did a child draw that on? uh, Sue (laughs) drew that on, yeah. Sue Wismar. Sue Castro. Okay, okay, Uh, yeah. Yeah, she did that. Uh, She drew it on. So you weren't uh, able to twist it, though? As, no, okay. no. So I got to do, uh, so, yeah. I Were you emceeing? I was emceeing with okay. Sue and Linda. Mm-hmm. And we, and they had this, this this 50-50 raffle. Yeah. And you don't, and all throughout the night, you're drawing out the people who didn't win. Oh, so, well, that uh, makes so you feel you get good to, about yourself, doesn't it? Well, yeah, but after you do like five drawings, and you because t- there's only fifty, and it's fifty dollars a ticket, so it's five grand. Uh, so, uh, so you're eliminated essentially. You're eliminated, but there are some door prizes along the way. Okay. Uh, so I'd hand those up, but I, I was. So that was my job. They were like, we want you to run the raffle. I was like, yeah. what do you want me to do? Right. Uh, just be funny. So the strip tease wasn't going to work. No, that wasn't going to work. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, oh, okay, I'll do that. Um, so but I got to, so I was like, how about I do a character, some mm-hmm. weird character from, like, I'll be the La Scala host or something. <laughs> uh, and just be this real swarmy guy. And Not uh, swarmy? No, not you. No, no. no. So <laughs> I was swarmy, like, I believe. Uh, how does that sound? And I like to make him like this. Is that all right with you? <laughs> uh, so we can make, you know, we can mispronounce things. Like, uh, if you Sue kept going like this. And I go, oh, she had a headache. Every time I come by, you need an aspirin. No, some people are allergic, so I boofu run. I boofu run. I boofu run. And man, the other day, I said this in the restaurant. I boofu run. So a woman had a headache, and he came up to me and said, you are telling lies about me, and got very mad. I boofu run. His name was Ron. Oh. And he hit me. All because of I boofu run. 
so welcome with that to the Speak Easily podcast. Are we started? Yes. <laughs> oh, crap. I thought you would just get the uh, engage in the, uh, the big deep voice. No, we needed, hear, we needed to hear your character. What was the character's name? That, my character name was Raphael. Oh. No, very, very sexy. <laughs> Is that what we're calling it? <laughs> yeah. Why not? So, Why not? so with me today in the studio is one of my favorite humans on the entire planet. Wee! Wee! Mr. Ralph Scott. Yay. Ah! <laughs> You're such a dork. I know. Yeah. Such a dork. Uh, this, and this was a podcast that, that Ben and I have been talking about since the beginning. It was like, well, duh, we're going to have Ralph. <laughs> um, just because, I mean, and you've known, you guys have known each other for a good Four years now. It's yeah. Since At least four years yeah. So, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Such a small yeah. world. But it's like I keep yeah I keep looking for ways to like yeah. actually work together right. in some way shape or form, but the opportunities don't often present themselves enough. So yeah, but we're You've got we're to. Some, I want to do the yeah. sofa king commercial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> don't be so fucking stupid. <laughs> you buy our sofa from Sofa King. <laughs> So you're gonna do this? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. The Todd Knight. is two uh, Russian uh, sofa mm-hmm. salesmen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Russian. <laughs> Russian. Yeah. <laughs> Russian. <laughs> sofa king. Don't be so fucking stupid. <laughs> Buy your sofa from Sofa King. Are you? <laughs> so fucking amazing. This place is not just good, it's so fucking good. <laughs> That's right. Yes. In Soviet Russia. <laughs> so in Soviet Russia. <laughs> oh my gosh. So so Ralph and I I'm who am I talking to? I'm I'm talking in a microphone. Yes. You and I met and I will never forget meeting you. Um because I had just finished up Avenue Q. Right. And um Joe approached me and asked me to audition for Putnam. Right. I didn't really want to. I thought doing one show after another, like like a crazy person who would do that. Somebody cast me. Um, but the, I remember looking at the part because I didn't really know the show. Right. And I saw you, and I had my heels, and I thought this is perfect because you're what six seven. Uh, six four and a half. Six four and a half. I just yeah, almost six just, five. Just but now I'm shrinking as I'm getting older, so I'm like I'm back down to six four. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Um, but I remember thinking like in my heels, I would right. end up being like six one and that's not going to work in most places. You know what I mean? Right. But playing a teacher, which is, I was, or, well, not a teacher, but playing Rona who heads right. the spelling bee. And then Ralph plays Ponch, vice principal Ponch. Yeah. <laughs> Never had met you before, but I remember mm. having a conversation was like, this guy is hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, uh, I was. Wasn't I bald at the time? Um, or really short hair? Because I just shaved my head for a movie for Recoil. Yeah. Okay. And because yeah, uh, I didn't have a lot of hair. <laughs> and not a lot of hair. Not a lot of hair. No. It was but little... the goatee. You had the goatee. Yeah. And then I shaved and then I did the the porn stash. Oh my gosh, that was creepy. <laughs> so porn stash and really bad haircut. Yeah. For punch. But you, but you know the irony of that is of you standing next to me with heels yeah. is throughout the whole show we, we sat down. It didn't matter how tall you oh could have yeah. been five feet. Yes. And we sat yeah. throughout the whole show. So your character, and I don't know if you know the show, Ben, but basically uh, my character was sort of heading up the bee, but he was also part. So all of the words came from from you. I don't think right. I said any of them. No, no. He, I was just kind of judging, if right. you will. 
Yeah, and I was judgy. And there was a list. I mean, you had a list of words. List of words uh, to use, but then had it it was a wide. uh, We had a wide choice of Mm -hmm. what to to what to use. Yeah, and we went through. Remember, you and I went through a lot, a lot of words, until we found the right ones, and then. Each night we would do different. Uh, we would do different words, but some words we stayed, we found was like, all right, that's a winner. That has to be it. So yeah. we have to have that. But it was yeah, it was really loose. Is one I always remember. What's that? Caterjunes. Oh, caterjunes. <laughs> so what he had to do was that we had guest spellers hmm. that would come up. Sometimes people drawn from the audience. Sometimes like we had. Or, we had Edward Liang from Ballet Met. We had Christopher Purdy from WSU. We had Nina West. We had Nina West. Hmm. Um, so some that were hand selected and some that that were not, and so this one here, literally, you really never knew what was going to happen. We mm. there were some. It was like this person, <laughs> this person should get an easy word so that they are not flailing. Yeah, because we want to keep them in. Right. Um, as long as they do it. Right? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but. But then some of them, it was like, you have to get this person eliminated. Yeah. And even if they did spell it right, he'd stop and be like, no, that's wrong. No. There's a silent yeah. Q in there. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So every single word, you had to, you had to improv. Yeah. yeah I mean, you, you are an improvisational expert, but. Well, I'm not an expert. I don't think anybody's an expert, but I have been trained. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, I read the books. I've, I've seen the movies. And, uh, I've seen the movies. I watched, uh, I've read the pamphlets. On. Um, but I think that that was, that was the most stunning part of everything was just watching you to see like, what's what going to come, come out, out of this mouth? <laughs> and that, you know, that's so funny because that's what that whole welcome warehouse was. Mm. It was so loose. And it was all audience interaction Mm. and it was, it was all improv. I was so nervous. I got nothing doing Do you get nervous? Oh God, yeah. Do you really? Yeah. I guess I've never seen that. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, uh, early on before I would go on stage, I would have this little panic attack and I would imagine, I would be like, okay, what would happen if I just ran away? If I just ran away, just ran out of the theater, and I just ran away, because I don't know if I can do this. Oh, my God. Uh, and that uh, that feeling would go past me every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it just sort of propels you on stage. Well, yeah. Uh, but, and yeah. so I still get nervous. Yeah, it really? depends on which... Uh, Are you nervous for this podcast on right which now? one? No, not at all, unfortunately. <laughs> Dang it! No. No, because it's just talking. It's just playing. Oh, no. This is all improv. Oh, dear Christ. <laughs> so, but you were trained. Sorry. I me, was... You were your Second City trained. Second City. I went through Second City in the 90s, early 90s. Uh, and that's when Steve Carell and Stephen Colbert and Amy Sedaris, uh, Tim Meadows, uh, all those guys were, uh, it's, it's so much different now because they have so many classes now and so okay. many different classes. And now it's really an educational program. But before it was a conservatory and okay. the uh, people that were on main stage taught the classes. Mm. But then you had other people that were like head instructors like Don DePaulo. Don taught John Belushi, he's oh, just wow. been there forever. And he was just the sweetest man in the world. Uh, so yeah, I went through Second City and my first, they had six stages and you have to audition to get in. 
and then you take that class, oh, and then you audition again for the second class, and then you audition for the conservatory. Oh. And I had already had a group, okay, an improv group, and mm-hmm. we were performing all around Chicago and at the comedy clubs, and all that group was in my classes, in that mm-hmm. class. Okay. And so I'm auditioning to get into the conservatory, and the, the scene was in a gym class, and I said jockstrap. I used it and and they didn't put me through to the conservatory because I jockstrap because I went blue Mm. and and early on they were like no no don't go blue what does that mean like don't go for the good easy joke the dirty joke yeah the easy easy, dirty joke and I I was like no it's not but they did it for a reason (laughs) they did it for a reason which I didn't find out until later okay Uh, Don had done it uh, he and he was probably my favorite teacher there. Don had done it to take me out of my comfort zone, oh. and to take the my group out of mm-hmm. their comfort zone because they were like, "Oh, well, we've got Ralph. Ralph's the leader. We'll, we'll be fine." Yeah, okay. And so they were like, "No, separate them." Mm. So I mean, it wow. cost me another what three hundred, whatever the hell it was, to take the class again. again. But mm. I so I was like, "Fine." I was really upset at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, I can't believe this. Yeah. And my class or my class, my group, my comedy group was furious mm-hmm. and everyone complained and they were like, no. Hmm. So. Wow. But it was intentional what they were doing then. I found out later. I've, I did the second class and I met new people. Yeah. Uh, and which was the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, uh, again, it was the best thing for me, but mm. I do the, I do it again. And this time, uh, I was clean, and after it, I was so nervous. I was like, I had to have gotten through to the conservatory. I had to. I mm-hmm. had to. Uh, and I followed Don home. Uh, Don was walking out. Uh, no, totally stalker. <laughs> so I followed him home. I knew where he lived. Uh, so I followed him, and then I cut down an alley, and I came around to uh, you know pretend like I was bumping into him yeah. just to see if I made it in because I couldn't wait for the phone call. Right. I just couldn't. Yeah. And I come around. And he goes, hi, Ralph. Uh, I was like, hey, Don Hart. So how did he's like, meeting you. Ralph, I know you've been following me. <laughs> and he was like, don't worry, you're in. Aww. And I was like, oh, thank God. So I was okay. so happy. Uh, you know, and, uh, and then those two years, you know, went through. Mm-hmm. And in that last year, Don had told me uh, when we did our uh, grad show, uh, he had told me, you know, I did that on purpose for you yeah. uh, to uh, so you would grow more and I was like man I was really pissed but thanks <laughs> thanks it for really doing helped. that <laughs> and yeah we uh, my group uh, right I'm Mr. Mom at home because uh, my wife and I we made the decision when you know she always wanted to teach so we were like oh cool uh, you go through grad school I'll be uh, Mr. Mom because I can Where still she- act Where'd she do grad school? Uh, in Chicago. Okay, at, uh, so you guys Loyola. were already there. Yeah, okay. she was doing, going through grad school. Because you're both Otterbein grads. That's right. That's Otterbein grads. Which was college back in those yeah, days. Yeah, back in those days. Back in my days, too. <laughs> 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 I'm so old. I'm an old angry man. I went to Otterbein College. It's not the university. No, I'm totally off track of my story. I'm sorry. No, I'm that's sorry. all right. So, no, you were, so, you had graduated. 
Oh, yes. Uh, so we graduated. We're doing a bunch of shows all over uh, mm -hmm. Chicago. And uh, the uh, Chicago Sun-Times uh, did a big cover story for their weekender on all the improv groups uh, oh, wow. in town. Okay. And number one was Second City. Number two was Improv Olympic. And number three was us. Really? Yeah. Mm. What uh, was the group called? Uh, the play, uh, Players to be named later. Okay. Mm. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, we were doing all these different shows. We opened uh, for Steppenwolf. Mm. Uh, the band wow. Steppenwolf, not the, oh, yeah, theater. Not the theater. The group. band, you know, Born to be Wild, Magic Carpet Ride. Uh, one of the guys in my group, uh, his mom was doing this big festival out in Schaumburg, which is a suburb mm -hmm. in Chicago. And, and she was like, hey, we can open for Steppenwolf. And I was like, okay, how many people? It was like 2,000 people. I was like, we're going to do improv in front of 2,000 people? I was like, how, how do we do that? Yeah. Uh, and he's like, I don't know, but... Uh, but it's Steppenwolf, you, man. But it's Steppenwolf. <laughs> it's 2,000 people. And... Uh, we won't get paid, but we can hang in the <laughs> VIP tent and have all the beer and food that we want. That's all you needed. So and that's you all we like, needed. Well, so we were yes. like, cool. And there were other blues artists playing at this concert. We're okay. the only comedy group. So I was like, okay, how do we do this? I was like, well, we got to have, we'll do party quirks. Mm -hmm. um, let's see, party quirks. And then we did like two or three set scenes. Mm -hmm. And one of them I wrote, it was, uh, and I thought this would be perfect. Uh, for a big crowd, and it always went over great. The comedy clubs mm -hmm. uh, was the stand-up crowds. It was Hitler's a stand-up comic. He's a really bad stand-up comic. <laughs> uh, and this idea came from Second City. One of our uh, um, assignments in Second City was come in with a million-dollar idea, something that no one's done before. Yeah. And I was like, this uh, sitcom called the Stand-Up Crowds, and it, uh, and I and I wrote the opening. Uh, the song of it, and it was oh, there was the, a theme song. There was a theme song. Oh, of course, uh, it was the Brady Bunch theme <laughs> oh <my> song, <laughs> but I had rewritten it. Uh, Do you remember it? Here's the story <laughs> of a nasty Nazi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh, it's totally nasty Nazi. Oh gosh! But it was a it was a cool history lesson because it told about how he snuck out of uh, Germany and was hiding, and then was watching cable and saw all these stand up shows. And he goes, "A light bulb went on to the shouted out, my Nazi friends and I should become comics. That's the way they all became the stand up crowds. The stand up crowds. Blitzkrieg your house. You better all laugh out loud at the stand up." <laughs> so it was, he was a terrible stand-up comic, and his soldiers all intimidate the audience to make him laugh and stuff, but it went over great. Really? Uh, and then the improv went over great. We had a great time. It was, it was awesome. Hmm. Couldn't have gone any better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we stood in the hot sun and drank all day, and got, I got into a bar fight in the south side. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, and cracked two ribs. Oh, my now, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, did you start it? <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the fingers no. are coming So, up. you guys' reactions, the reaction that my wife and uh, my brother's girlfriend had when we came home. You're like, oh my God, are you guys all right? Yeah, it was a fight with each other. <laughs> so it was me and my brother. Yeah. We had gotten into you a fight. You and your brother got into a yeah, fight? Yeah, it was the dumbest thing in the world. Why? Do you remember? Uh, or were you just wasted and it just... We were completely wasted. So dehydrated. And uh, yeah, that. and you know... Uh, he had said something about mom and our mom. And I, I took it the wrong way. It just which drunk brother, as a... Which brother I, was this? My younger brother, Mark, okay. yeah. who did uh, improv with us up there. So, yeah. 
I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you cracked two ribs. So that was all out then. Like, it was a brawl. Oh, yeah. Did he get hurt? Did you hurt him? No. <laughs> no, I, I, I got him once. It was one good punch. Did somebody break you up? Yeah, the whole the whole bar broke us up. It was this this bar in the south side of Chicago, uh, and I'm trying to think of the name of the town, uh, but it's it's one of those towns in the south side of Chicago where you don't go there unless you know somebody. Okay. And we knew a guy that uh, lived there. He grew up there his whole life. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a very tight community. It's where Capone came from. It's where Richard oh. Daly came mm-hmm. from. Uh, so it's a tight mob, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Class. So yeah, this guy Ziggy, he was in my group. Uh, Ziggy, 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 big guy, huge okay. guy, uh, but really funny. Uh, but his parents were killed in a home invasion when he Gosh. was in middle school, and all of the other families took him in, huh. and so the entire neighborhood raised him up through. Oh, wow. uh, you know, he got out of high school. Okay. He lived at different houses yeah. and stuff, but. So we're at this small bar, and you would never go. If you looked at it, you would like, jeez, I'm never going in there. It was just this yes. dive bar. But you were drunk. But they knew. Oh, no, no. This is Ziggy's bar. Oh. So they okay. know us there. Okay. So you walk in with Ziggy, and they're like, oh, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, so we had been there drinking a, a bunch of other nights before, so they yeah. all knew us there. So, no, that's how I broke two ribs, was everybody was like, oh, no, the Scott boys are fighting. And they all jumped on us <laughs> and piled on us. And I was on uh, top of a bar stool. And it was, uh, the, it was all the weight on top of me that did that. Do you fight a lot? <laughs> no, <laughs> Do you get, I don't. Is that the no. only bar fight you've ever been in? Nothing in college? No. No. There, there, uh, high school, there are a couple. Okay. Because you don't strike but me as a fighter. I do not. I you are not like a the fi- I am not a fighter. I am a lord. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I'm not. Here it comes again. Yeah, it comes rough. Yeah. No, no, I'm not a fighter. Not at all. Because you, you are the most loving, gentle human yes, yes. to everyone. And that's yes. what everybody would say about you. Well, that's sweet. I mean, <laughs> and I guess it doesn't really surprise me that the bar fight that really, really was painful was with your brother. Yeah, it was with my brother. <laughs> was it wasn't really a bar fight. No. <laughs> yeah, it was about mom. <laughs> don't you, about have, mom. you have three Three brothers, two brothers. Uh, older brother and a younger brother. And, and then, then stepbrother. Stepbrothers, uh, you know, Mark Mann, yes. and adult Mans. Yeah, I have lots of stepbrothers and Do you stepsisters. Really? Yeah. How many are on that side? <sighs> oh my god. Because uh, both your parents one, two, got three, remarried. Four, right? Yeah. Okay. Seven, eight, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> can't count. Can't them count. All. I can't count them all. <laughs> when did they? But you were older when they got remarried, right? Because you guys didn't become stepbrothers till. Yeah, uh, not till maybe uh, no, 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 no. It was oh. high school. Oh, it was high school. Yeah, okay. yeah. Because you were in Athens. I, You're from Athens. I, I I was born in Florida, and my dad was a journalist, so we moved around quite a bit early on. We were in Florida, mm-hmm. and then when we were in Maryland, and then Washington, mm-hmm. and then New York, and then Connecticut, yeah. and then uh, he he was the president of the AMA in New York mm-hmm. when we were living in Connecticut, and then he. Hated to see everyone stepping all over each other in the business, so he decided to take up teaching, and we went to Athens. Which has uh, one of the finest journalism schools which about is, you. Yes, yeah. which is what he helped to build. That's and amazing. then was the head of the journalism department at the University of Missouri. Uh, so we moved moved around a lot, Yeah. Uh, and apparently, I don't, I don't remember any of this, uh, but it was I like guess... No, yeah, it's like a bar fight. Uh, no, we would go to, my dad would call me the chameleon because we, when we would move to these new places, after a day, I would pick up whatever accent or lingo 
It really? Was. What's a Connecticut uh, accent like? Uh, I, I, God, now I don't even no, know. Okay. Uh, but, you know, Connecticut. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what that was. But. I don't know. Uh, Boston. You know, <laughs> we go up to Boston there. Yeah. Boston. We lived in West Harwich. <laughs> in what? West Harwich. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> a Boston accent? <laughs> I mean, it's good. No, it's no, good. I'll give no. it to you. It's fine. It's fine. Both of the eggs, that's hilarious. Uh, hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> the, so what is your favorite accent to do? Besides Raphael. Right? Oh, gosh. I don't know. But I, it's, it depends on what mood I'm in. What mood are you in right now, Ralph? Right now, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> it's very Adam Sandler of <laughs> you. Yeah, lots of times I'd slip into a British accent. I like that. You do that a lot. Yes, I do. Yeah. I like the British. I'm not part British. British, you see. You're part British? Yes, English. I'm very sorry. My father. Uh, my father's father. My, my father. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my father was from England. <laughs> <laughs> very, very posh. What is your, what is your heritage? You're black. Uh, Scotch-Irish. Um, German. Indian, right? Uh, a little bit of Indian, a little bit American. of Italian. I got like 1% Italian. Do you really? In there. Uh, I would think yeah, it'd be more. German. Okay, and I guess we were German on my mom's side. I didn't find this out until I did My Name is Asher Lev, mm-hmm. uh, that we, they were uh, German Jews, uh, uh, last name Klinky. Klinky. <laughs> Klinky. And they moved here before uh, World War II and then became Methodist. When really? they moved here, because they were like, well, if it can happen there, it can happen anywhere. Oh, wow. Hmm. Uh, okay. And so I never knew about it. Yeah. Um, huh. Yeah. It's interesting. It's Asher Love was wonderful. I loved it. It was such, it was a, so it cool. was such a great. What is, so, and you are, you are a Columbus actor. Stage screen. Yeah. Uh, and I was thinking when I was driving over here, because uh, I, I shied away from it all during, you know, I would do shows in high school and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but if, but all during high school, if they had cheap cameras, you know, camera phones mm-hmm. back when I was. Yeah. Growing up, and we praise, I would have started Jackass. Praise God that they didn't. Oh Let's God, just put it. We did so many pranks, so yeah. many. Mm-hmm. So you would be the Jackass. I would be the Jackass. Yeah, what? the best prank that we ever did was uh, we had found a uh, uh, my friend Mike Jones who went to West Point. Uh, his parents ran an antique shop, okay. and we found in his antique shop in 1930s real ape um, jacket. It was for a woman, but it was made out of real ape fur. Ew. And it was huge. Ew. Uh, and so we were like, oh my gosh, we, we got to make an ape suit with that. Oh, so geez. my mom helped me make pants and we got a mask and we got gloves and we were like, what are we going to do with this? What are we going to do with this? And uh, I was a junior in high school and uh, we were like, the canoe trip. So there's this canoe trip that you could pay to go on. It'd go down the Greenbrier River. And you pile into these canoes. You take everything you, everything with you, your tents. And you're out in the middle of nowhere uh, for a week. But, and you're going down the Greenbrier River. Last day is in, on this little island where you can take canoes. To, but it, it's gorgeous. But you're in the middle of nowhere. So we're like, let's, let's take it. it yeah. And we'll pretend to be Bigfoot. Oh my uh, so just me and my friend Mike. <laughs> That and we were like, and Mike 
wisely says, you know, we should probably tell the chaperones yeah. because they probably have guns. Because uh, <laughs> this is Athens. This is Athens. They're like, uh, I mean, deliverance is still fresh in people's <laughs> oh, minds. Like, you're not going into West Virginia without a gun, oh, damn it. My God. <laughs> my God. Uh, so we told them, and they thought it was hilarious. They were like, yeah, great, great. Okay. That sounds good. So we made the plan that uh, whenever uh, we wouldn't, we would trade off wearing the ape suit. Uh, so, you know, every time we see Bigfoot, Ralph isn't around. <laughs> so no oh, one would think yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. So the, uh, we plan it and everything. We, we pack it. And about the third night, uh, I put it on. And everyone is sitting around to campfire. And I am, and I'm like, all right, I will just slowly come up to the campfire. And, but just, Mike, make sure you don't point me out. Right. It can't be you. We'll wait yeah. for someone else. And so I'm walking around the perimeter of the campfire. <laughs> Nobody notices me. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, come on. I, you know, I keep so walking and walking and walking. And then finally, there is a scream. And the next thing I see is every one of those chairs was like suspended up in the air because everyone had run away. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so then I, I, I leave and I rip it off and I and everyone is in the woods and everyone's screaming. The girls are crying and oh yeah, the chaperones calm down and everything. It was great. Uh, so uh, two days later, he does it. He dresses up in the suit. Uh, and this time uh, we do it right at dusk, right when we're eating. And he like just runs across, you know, like a hundred yards away. And they're like, look, look, oh my God, oh my God, there it is. Yeah. We wait to then we're like, all right, we'll do one more. Let's do one more. We don't overdo it. Uh, so we do, uh, we wait to base camp. And uh, right before everyone's leaving, we're loading up canoes up. And there's this huge hill. And up top of this huge hill was all these dead trees. So we lit, uh, before everyone came out, Mike and I had gone up there to scout out the place and we set up some dead trees just precariously. Uh -huh. So I was, so now it's my turn again. I'm up top and I'm doing the ape swing at the top of the hill. And I'm, of course, no one notices me forever <laughs> until there's a scream yeah. and I let out, uh, I don't know if you watched Star Trek. Remember the salt monster? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lemon. <laughs> so I made that sound, not the Leonard, uh, McCoy. Uh, and I hit the two trees, so it looked like he hit two trees down. Oh, my gosh. So get back, you know, change out of it, and we don't tell anyone. He's come back, you know, after spring break, uh, and everyone is talking about Bigfoot on the trip. The trip. And on the canoe trip. Again, we never tell anybody. I'm sorry, that was not junior. That was our senior year. Okay. Senior year. Epic. No tell anybody. 20 years down the road at serious? our 20-year uh, 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 reunion, yeah. we told them all. Are you serious? They were so pissed at us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know how many people I told I saw Bigfoot? <laughs> but You ruined now, so many lives. Now, here's another one. <laughs> so... Mike comes back uh, for spring break from West Point, and uh, I'm going to school there at OU. Yeah. Uh, my first year, because uh, after high school, uh, my jaw was growing abnormally. It was going into my skull. Mm -hmm. So I had to have my jaw broken mm -hmm. and the bone mm -hmm. cut and it reset, and I had my jaw wired suck shut, and it did suck for six months. Yeah. Uh, Jeez. 
Yeah, so I didn't want to go right into school, so mm-hmm. my dad taught at OU, so I went to OU. And also, I was I was a, was about claiming the major of theater major because I was afraid I wouldn't make any money. Mm-hmm. So I took some theater classes, and I took a bunch of writing classes, mm-hmm. and I did the other IS classes. But anyway, uh, Mike came back. I was on break. He was on break, and we were waiting for all of our other friends to come back from college for their spring break. Yeah. We're sitting at his house, and we're bored. And we're like, what are we going to do? And he's like, and I looked at him, and I was like, you still got that ape suit? Oh, jeez. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> so we donned the ape suit. And we're living on East State Street. We're at his house, and it's middle of the night. And so we start waiting for cars to come by, and we run across in the ape suit in the cars. Okay, that stops some cars and stuff. Uh, so I'm like, all right, well, what about this? What about... I'll pretend to walk across the street and the car's coming. You jump out, hit me and knock me down and then run away and let's see what happens. Uh, oh so we do that a few times. Then we see some people, some drunk college students coming back from downtown and we're like, oh, well, there you uh-huh. go. Yeah. You attack me in front of them and then you go, you attack yeah. me and then you go after them. And we did that a couple times. We did it once to a couple and this guy, I don't know what happened, but he had to have broken up with his girlfriend uh, because he left her. <laughs> he took are off. you serious? Yeah. Just yeah. left her alone? Yeah, just left sure. her alone. Oh my uh, so Mike and I kept trading off. Then I did it to a couple and he turned around and he did the laughing, crying thing and just stood there frozen. And I went, ah! and dove into a bush. What's the laughing, crying sound like? <laughs> so this is where I'm sad that we're on a microphone. Yes, we could see that luscious facial expression. Yeah. So uh, I do it again, and we see a car, a truck coming down. I was like, "All right, you know, I'll pretend to punch you, and you, uh, and then I'll run away." Uh, he goes out the street. I jump out, pretend to punch him. Screeching of the, oh, sorry, okay. screeching of the brakes of a, a pickup truck wow. and the guy jumping out, gun rack, oh, <laughs> guns out with a gun and he gets out. What the hell was that? <laughs> and Mike's trying not to. I was like, I don't know, I don't know. He's like, I'll go get the cops now. <laughs> and I, but I saw him with the gun. I was like, Oh yeah, Jesus yeah, Christ! Yeah. And turned and went to run and went perfect. Charlie browned it right into a tree and just <laughs> fell into the bushes. I'm just like, <laughs> thank God he didn't see it. Uh, so it, Mike came and dragged me and pulled me into the house. And within seconds, the place, every, there were police cars everywhere. And this was back in the day yeah. when uh, you could read in the Athens Messenger, you'd read the police report. <laughs> Side note, my stepfather is a police officer. <laughs> Another side note, he was sitting there years ago, two years ago, when my mom was sewing the pants. <laughs> so, next day, Athens Messenger. <coughs> guerrilla warfare seems to have hit Athens. <laughs> or, and they spell it guerrilla, but more accurately, guerrilla warfare. Oh my and uh, my mom knew, my stepfather knew, and... I remember going out there for dinner and him, everyone had left the table and he looked at me and he goes, let me tell you something, Ralph. I see any more of that gorilla shit again. I'm going to arrest you. I don't care if your mother made it or not. (laughs) So there's the gorilla story. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's awesome. Gorilla Bigfoot story. But yeah, when I was at OU, uh, I, everything pointed for me to do theater always. uh, Because I, I, I would, I was always entertaining. I, I am the only person to get 
banned from every cafeteria at <laughs> Ohio University. I think there's like six of them. Because I, I love seeing the reactions of people. Uh, because I would go into the cafeterias. Uh, my friends would go in first. And I would go in and I would fill up the huge tray. And I would do a pratfall in the middle of the cafeteria. Uh, sometimes I would shoot the, the whole tray into yeah. the middle of a table. Right. Uh, but I could also, I, I could cry on cue. <laughs> oh, God, I think I broke it. I'm pretty sure I broke it. Uh, but after three or four times oh, at each geez. one, uh, yeah, I, I, got, I got banned. From really? Every one of them. That is an accomplishment. It is. I mean, that's got to be is. written down in something. It should be. It should be. I am also, uh, when I was in eighth grade, uh, my parents were getting divorced. Mm. Uh, and I wanted uh, to, to, I was like, I don't want to take the shock class. I, I'm going to take home ec because you get food. Yeah, you do. And I'm with all the girls. <laughs> I was like, why hasn't anyone done this yet? Uh, but I also, I wanted to learn how to cook and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I had to put up with sewing. But I was like, I'll make my mom yeah. something. That'll be cool. Yeah. Uh, so if my, my older brother was a terror in school. He got expelled. Oh, Long story. But now he's, the, he's a superintendent of school. Of course so. he is. <laughs> yeah. That's usually what happens, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, uh, uh, crap, where was Eighth grade home Eighth ec. grade home ec. So <laughs> they threw a fit uh, and said, no, men, boys do not take home ec. Uh, and that is statewide. But this is uh, the year what, 19? This is 1978, 79. Okay. They're like, no, uh, you can't. State says no. Yeah. And my dad came in and was like, well, where does it say that? Yeah. Like, oh, it, it, it's, and it was never written down. It was just a, it was yeah. an unwritten yeah. rule. And yeah. so they finally said, all right, you can do it. And right then, that uh, the next year, two more guys and then yeah. three. And yeah. that opened the floodgate. Which is cool. Uh, yeah. And uh, the, uh, whatever the state board of education, whatever that was, mm-hmm. they took notice of it that Athens was the wow. first one. But I was the first one you, in the Mr. state to say, no, <laughs> guys can take home ec. Yeah. Did you find a girlfriend through that class too? No, I didn't. What? <laughs> Your sewing skills didn't bring on some young lads? No, no. I, my heart was broken so many times in middle school Aww. and high school. Were you tall then? Yeah, I was tall and thin and a nerd. <laughs> but I used humor. I, I found early on that humor healed mm-hmm. and humor uh, unified. Yeah. And humor, humor could get me in anywhere. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so the power of humor was huge. I huge, fully yeah. agree. It still is. Yeah, it is. It's so much more needed now than You do a lot of films, before. too. Do you prefer film or do you prefer stage? I prefer stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I prefer that uh, that one on the, 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 the audience, the, the audience yeah. interaction. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know right there yep. yeah. uh, you, you, the, if you've touched them or not, if you've moved yeah. them. Uh, he touches a lot of them. I don't know that. I don't know that of them, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yes. It's like film, we never worked together before. <laughs> film is great at the time. Yeah. And then it's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, stage, you get, to, you, you get to work three weeks or four weeks or whatever yeah. and collaborate uh, together. It's new every time. Stay, yeah, it's new every time. It's fresh. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. It's unknown. Uh, film... You have that, 
but it's only for a small period of time. But And all the work you've got to do before. Yeah. 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 So much work that you do beforehand. And, you, yeah. and then you come in, mm-hmm. and then you let it go, and then it's done. And then you come back, and then you see it. And maybe yes. it's changed. Yeah. Yeah. But you've definitely changed your, your perspective and your point of view. Right. You're older than what that was. And you look at it, you go, crap, I could have done that better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I there's nothing better. you could do with that. And there's part. nothing you do. Yeah. And it's in somebody else's hands. It's in someone else's your hands. your performance ends up being. Your uh, performance can, uh, an editor can <clears throat> make your performance great, but an editor can also destroy really? a really? great performance. And they performance. can cut you out entirely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So many stories of that, of actors that got their break. And their part got cut out. Yeah. And that's the only true sentence. Yeah. Is the George Burns quote. Show business is a filthy bitch whore. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only truism. <laughs> it's deep. <laughs> that's deep. Yeah. It's deep. I have to, my stomach is growling again. Oh, dear. And this is, I always think of you when this happens because Ralph and I will usher shows during oh, the for day. Daddy Long Legs. For Daddy Long Legs. Yeah. That was horrific. And so we're sitting down. It's 11 o'clock when the show starts. We sit down, and the last conversation before the lights fully dim, hey, want to do Condado afterward? The entire show was like, <laughs> like in the most quiet, beautiful moments. Yeah. Was, yeah. I had to upstage the actors with the yeah. stomach. So. Do you know I love you? I love you too. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. Awful. Dear God, what was that? <laughs> What's wrong with that yeah. girl? Anyway, back to you. I'm sorry. Oh, no. His stomach is upstaging you once again. So you... The mic's not picking it up, so I think you're okay. <laughs> not, not yet. Well, well, next time we'll have a separate mic for your stomach. Thank so you. I was hoping that you would say that. <laughs> that is no. magic. No, it's not. But now you get to... So you do stage, you do screen, you teach, you do a little bit of everything. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, it's quite exciting. Did you ever think that this is... Yeah, family, uh, that... No, I always wanted to... Uh, they always said at Otterbein, uh, if you want to be a success, you can't have a family. you got to pick one or the other. What a bunch of assholes. I know. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, no, I can do both. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, well, you're not going to be at... You know, in Hollywood, oh, you're not good. good. It's like, well, but I'm a working actor. Yeah, I worked eight of the twelve months last year, I think, mm-hmm. with an equity contract. Yeah, uh, if you get paid to do it. You're a professional. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, it's so. I mean, I and measure were... I measure success by being happy and just being able to work and create, mm-hmm. and then be able to share that. Uh, there's nothing more exciting than sharing it with young Absolutely. actors Absolutely. and helping and because uh, preach. When, because <laughs> when they make a discovery, it's so cool. Isn't it is it? so amazing. Do you geek out like I, I do? I completely nerd and geek out. It's like watching my kid walk for I the know, first time I around. Know. Who had a poo poo? <laughs> Someone had a poo poo. Look at the poo poo. Yes. Yeah. I'm a total. What total is geek. your? Because I know that you teach you teach the film class for the adults, right. like 16 and up. Like, what is your happy age range? Do you prefer to work? I pr- I. Prefer uh, again. I'm an old man, and in my old age, I prefer people that uh, do not not like acting. I, that I don't like that young age of. Yeah. Uh, Mommy's making me do it. Yeah, I'm just doing it. I'm just here because I'm here. It's like if you don't want to be here, then I don't want you here. No, no I, I like people that want to be there. Yeah. Because that other stuff, I'm. T- I told you, I'm Mr. Mom. I've mm-hmm. gone through it. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to be a high-priced babysitter. Right. Uh, 
that's that's the one thing. That, that well, and you're past that phase, like. even in your house, because your yeah. kids are now. How old is your oldest? Uh, the youngest is twelve. The youngest is twelve. Yeah. Up to twenty. Is she twenty? Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Okay. Twenty-two. And you're past yeah. all of that. Yeah. Crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to go through it again. I did that. Yeah. So yeah, I so like the adults, the adults and the teens. Yeah. One of my favorite times because I just started teaching the teens, which is actually that's my happy place. Cool. I really that like early. Early high school era. Well, when the things are starting to develop, like, oh, I, I do more than just enjoy this. This is something right. I might want to do. But we're sitting in this class. So I have 13 to 18 year olds. We just happen to be in the room above where where Ralph is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's I'm coaching these two kids on their scene. And from out of nowhere, you hear, get out, motherfucker. <laughs> and the whole class is like, uh-huh. like this collective silence happens. And it was just like. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to Ralph Scott, who works with the, uh, the adult class downstairs, and this is a normal happening. Yes. <laughs> Moving on. So <laughs> I was uh, I was trying to help an actor get to oh, no, the I know. anger point. I know that, but you scared the crap out of a room full of kids I'm upstairs. Sure. It was phenomenal. I'm sure. I loved it. And to I, know exactly what was happening, like, <laughs> okay, that's what's happening downstairs. <laughs> there we have it. And I think that's the hardest part is that I don't get to see you do what you do because I probably would just sit and laugh the whole time. Yeah, you probably would. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're such a nerd. Yes, and I am. I know you are. No, I know you are. But what is your favorite, what's your favorite show you've ever done on stage? I know that's a big ask. And uh, I'm... I know it was Putnam. It was. (laughs) My favorite comedy was Putnam. Yeah. uh, Because it was... It was you and I, <laughs> yeah. uh, who I didn't know them, but they're, you get blessed in life mm-hmm. of meeting people that yeah. after you meet them for the first 20 seconds, it's, I've known them all my life. Right. I knew that when I met you mm-hmm. at the audition yeah. uh, and we read, yep. I was like, I've known that woman all my life. I, know. I met her before. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, it was very weird. So there was this beautiful comfort uh, and support mm-hmm. and security. Uh, I was able that to break had... you up on the stage. Yes, yes. That was uh, the most proud moment of that show. Was getting Ralph to break character while we we're supposed to be frozen, which is very hard to do. I know, uh, but you can I do took it. The challenge, yes, you did. <laughs> uh, but it was that because uh, that was also uh, is exciting every night because mm-hmm. it was different every night. Yeah. Uh, he allowed me. He allowed me so much freedom. So much scary to freedom. do. Uh, but I. Uh, but, <laughs> but he trusted great. me to yeah. keep it. And it was keep wonderful. it moving. Um, I loved Asher Lev yeah. because that, uh, that story was the story was so beautiful. Yeah. I loved, um, I mean, just this last one, breaking the code, mm-hmm. uh, playing a character that was the antagonist that you know brings down Alan Turing. But reading it, I was like, well, it's be much more interesting mm-hmm. that it's a guy that has to do it. Because of honor and duty, which are themes that run through it. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. Because it's much more interesting to watch someone do something they don't want to do. I have to, but are forced to because of their beliefs. Uh, But it was, uh, that was uh, quite soothing. uh, Because my father was dying during that whole process. And then died during it. So that healing, the healing art of theater was was phenomenal so that yeah. holds a special place in my heart so oh, the, every one of them does so but if i really but if you put a gun to my head 
Then Ben, one. please Hold put on. that gun away. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would. Okay, I would have to say. <laughs> you don't have your ape suit on. You're safe. No. <laughs> but I also enjoyed Tecumseh. I did Tecumseh you for did two Tecumseh. years. Yeah. Uh, and that was phenomenal. Hmm. That seems like that'd be a really fun show. It's amazing. You're living on Sugarloaf Mountain. You're yeah. living, uh, you know, the Great Seal of Ohio. That's Sugarloaf Mountain that you see yeah. on it. Uh, yeah. It's a haunted place. Is it really? Oh, unbelievably haunted. Like hmm. what? What experience have you had? Uh, you would... Uh, okay, the Sugarloaf Mountain is cut into... Uh, the amphitheater is cut into the mountain. Mm-hmm. Then right below it uh, are all the hooches and cabins where everybody lives. Um, hooches. Hooches. Hooches? Hooches. Hooches. They're pretty much just... What is a uh, hooch? Uh, it is pretty much a garden shed with a bed in it. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. You're pretty much picturing it in your head right now. Yeah, yeah. hooch is exactly what you think it is. You drink hooch and hooch. But yeah, uh, okay. there's a, and there's a campfire down there. Uh, people, uh, we had one when I was there. Uh, the show was going on and our head seamstress saw someone sitting at the fire. You know, someone dressed in Frontiersman gig. Yeah. She mm-hmm. thought it was one of the actors and she went up and she went to put her hand on the shoulder and her hand went right through him. She freaked out and left and never came back. Oh, wow. Uh, people have seen a white panther walking oh, wow. back and forth stage. Huh. Tecumseh means panther crossing across the street. Really? sky. People would see, and these are audience members that would yeah. see uh, ghosts uh, dancing, like during the war dance at the end of Act One, they would see this transparent Indian dancing up stage left. Wow. Really? So uh, one of my friends, um, his was a full Lakota Sioux. And his father was a medicine man, and he came oh, wow. and was it. But the Shawnee and the Sioux did not get long. Hmm. Many a time, he said he would wake up in the middle of the night and see warriors standing over him, glaring at him. Oh, uh, I lived in a hooch by myself. Of course, uh, you did. <laughs> that's only because. <laughs> Can you the, get a T-shirt that says that? <laughs> I, I have a for myself. In a hooch down oh, by my. the river. <laughs> oh my river! Sorry. Anyway. So you had a hooch by yourself. Yes, and I've been told that that spirits are attracted to me. Uh, they want to get my attention because apparently I have a lot of light, and so I'm told. Okay. Uh, but they would move stuff. Uh, I would lock my hooch, but you would go in and stuff would be moved. Uh, you would make your bed because if you didn't, the wolf spiders would get in them. Oh, those yeah. huge ones. Nope. Uh, but yeah, you would make a bed, or I'd get into bed, and there'd be a coffee mug in there. Or they would move stuff around on me and stuff. Mm. Were you ever scared by that? Um, no. The only time I was scared was when uh, me and uh, my friend, we called him Sue because he was Lakota Sue. Uh, oh. Pierre. His name was Pierre. Uh, Lakota like, Sue. But we just called him Sue, yeah. uh, which he hated. Uh, <laughs> was, oh, me and my friend Bill Geddes. Uh, who was part, uh, I forget what he was, but he was like half mm-hmm. uh, Indian. Uh, but upstage right was the hottest spot. Mm-hmm. It's where like, audience members would see things. Mm-hmm. And so after the show, we went up to that spot. And uh, Pierre, uh, Sue, uh, started talking to it and antagonizing it. Mm-hmm. And so the bush shook and it started throwing rocks at us. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, okay, I, I uh, guys, this uh, it, it, every fiber in my being told me this is wrong. Yeah, this yeah. is the worst thing to do. Yeah. We're antagonizing it. Yeah, uh, yeah. but he knew, but yeah, that that was the only time I was scared. But mm. uh, I'll tell you a funny thing. 
Tell me a funny thing that happened, Ralph. So. Uh, <laughs> was there a monkey suit involved? No, there wasn't. Okay, no, I, I played. Uh, I, uh, I uh, understudied Tecumseh uh, and played him quite a bit because the guy playing Tecumseh was a real Indian. Uh, I hate to, it's not stereotypical, but he drank a lot. And if the house wasn't big, he wouldn't do it. <laughs> so, really? So a lot of Sunday matinees and Tuesday and Wednesdays, Ralph is Tecumseh. Because <laughs> uh, he suddenly would have a back problem or something. Oh, like yeah, that. right, right, right. So uh, anyway, uh, when I wasn't playing Tecumseh, I was Tecumseh's best friend. Uh, Wazagaboa. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the play, Wazagaboa, Tecumseh says, and Tecumseh you know, could make all these predictions and was just incredible. And every prediction he ever made came true. Mm-hmm. Every one. Uh, so he said uh, during the, the last battle, if I should get struck down, Wazagaboa, take my ramrod and come and strike me three times. If you strike me the third time, I will rise and we'll, and we'll rise and we will defeat the <clears throat> British. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so at the end, you know, it comes to get shot, and Wazik Baboa comes up, you know, one, two, and guy come up for the third one, supposed to get shot, you know, fly back. Mm-hmm. So the guy playing Tecumseh always said, look, you ever hit me three times, I'm getting up. Mm-hmm. So don't ever hit me three times. I'm like, all right, all right. Uh, so we have a lot of backup. Uh, yeah. There was a backup. There was a person that's supposed to shoot me. He has two pistols. Mm-hmm. That one doesn't go. Then get the wrong one. This is all muzzle loaders. So yeah. if the powder gets white, you're screwed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those two don't go. Got another backup on stage. If that doesn't go, then we've got the backup uh, backstage stage manager. Mm-hmm. So I do it. One, two, come up for the third one. I hear. <laughs> and then I hear. <laughs> and then I hear. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm the stage manager. So I'm just standing there. I have no idea what to do. And I, the tension is growing. Everyone is like, oh! And I grab my heart and fall down. <laughs> <laughs> now you have about 30 dead people on stage right, right now. And all of them are moving back and it's forth. Because they're all laughing. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, it's like Oscar Boy had a heart attack. Poor guy. So... And of course, that was the day all of my Otterbine friends came of and it was. saw it. Oh, and so they were like, was that supposed to happen? You die of a heart attack? <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So I have to ask because we both we work in the same building yeah. downtown at yeah. the CPAC. Yeah. He's so weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sometimes sometimes it's like I am blown away by his professionalism, then other times I feel like I'm babysitting and not getting yeah, paid. Yeah, uh, man-child. It's, it's the most incredible thing. Um, but we work at the CPAC, the Columbus Performing Arts Center downtown. People say that that's haunted. Yes. Like, do you think it is? Yes. Really? When I did um, when I did uh, uh, Corpus Christi and we were down in the uh, the craft room, yeah. I could, would see a white mist all the time. Seriously? It, it going in the back and going back and forth. Uh, upstairs uh, in the uh, Van Fleet uh, when I would teach up there, footsteps all around. Mm. I would see a black shape move around up top during electricity. Uh, in the theater? In the theater. It would go past, and I know I could see it because it would go past that exit sign. Uh, mm. When I was teaching a class in there, uh, it was an improv class. It was an evening inf- improv class. Yeah. I had this little kid, uh, and he had written a... Uh, and we kept hearing footsteps around us, and I told him, that other place is on it. Uh, and but they all heard it. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, 
So he, he wrote this commercial about uh, and he, uh, a drink, and he had this little bottle. Uh, and he did his commercial, and he's like, do you think I need the prompt? I was like, you know what? It doesn't say it on, so don't. Um, why don't you just go ahead and throw it away? And throw it out there because I don't want anyone tripping over the bottle. Yeah. So he took it out of the theater mm-hmm. and threw it away, came right back in. We sat about 45 minutes later. He got up to do a scene. Clean link kick the bottle over. All of us were like, wait a minute, you put that bottle in the trash. And he was like, yeah, I put it in the trash. And I was like, mm. and all the whole class, 12 students were like, holy mm. cow. And I was like, oh. go and see if it's in the garbage. It, it wasn't in the garbage. Mm. No. So, uh, so, and uh, here's another one. Okay. When I went down to the uh, purple room to yes. teach for the first time, yeah. uh, the door was locked. So to go back up, get the keys, right. go up, get the keys, uh, open the door, uh, put the weight in front of it, mm-hmm. walk upstairs, put the keys back, come down, doors closed. Mm-hmm. No, not locked. not locked. Not locked. I open up the door, put the weight there, uh, turn on the lights, uh, went up the tinkle. <laughs> Did you wash Came, your hands? Uh, no! <laughs> There's the man child yes, right yes. there. <laughs> so, then, so then I come downstairs, and the second I get to the door, the door slams in my face. And I'm like, okay. That's creepy. So I open it up. I was like, I'm sorry if you want the room, but I have to teach a class, okay? Mm-hmm. I'll go up until you're done, but we're teaching a class. And I went upstairs. Mm-hmm. So those are... but. The Van Fleet. Uh, See, this is what scares yeah. me. I don't really, I don't feel like I believe in ghosts. I don't. Right? Because I haven't had an experience, nor do I want one. But mm. he, I feel, I was scared to death working there by myself at the beginning. Because yeah. it's a big, old, creepy building that everybody feels haunted. But you, but you can feel someone watching I don't, you. But I don't, though. Oh, dear God. Here's, here's my thing. And I don't, again... I believe in Jesus. I don't believe in ghosts. And again, because I haven't experienced, I've experienced faith, but I've not experienced ghosts. And I prefer not to experience ghosts. Right. When I'm there now, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's, if there is a ghost or ghosts is there, they know why I'm there and they're okay with it. Yeah. They are okay with it. Because nothing happens. No. They're just like watching. No, they're not. Because I'm in there all the time by myself throughout the entire building. Yeah. There are parts of that building that scare the crap out of me. Yeah. But that's just because they're creepy. So you believe in the Father. I do. And the Son. And the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost. There it is. You believe in ghosts there, lass. <laughs> you believe in ghosts. Don't tell me any different. It's airtight. Yeah, so... Um... Uh, it is airtight, lad. Airtight it is. But no, I just I just wanted your perspective on that because... Well, you know... I grew up in a house uh, in Athens that was, the foundation of it was part of the Underground Railroad. And uh, growing up, uh, I saw three ghosts in that house. I saw a little African-American girl that would cry in the basement under the stairs. There was a woman in white that would appear whenever there was a fight or something like that or something really bad happened. There was a woman in white. Or there was a Union soldier with no teeth that... Would, would stand at the top of the stairs or he'd be standing in your doorway and he'd cover my head with the covers like, yeah. please be gone, please be gone, please be gone. He's not gone. And you say a prayer, God, please, please, don't make him go, make him go, make him go. I grew up with that. Mm. See that? And I, I never said not, anything I would not to anyone. I never said anything to anybody. 
until uh, my brother, my oldest brother's uh, wedding, uh, and my youngest, uh, the youngest person in our family, my sister, yeah. her and I both. Uh, both had the shine. Uh, you got the shitting. <laughs> I got the shitting love. Uh, so, and we both started describing the same three really? people. Oh my gosh. Uh, so yeah, we both but saw the same That doesn't scare thing. you at all? It did before, uh, but now it did as, at a young age. Yeah, it yeah. scared me. And I, I read a baby book of my mom's uh, and it said that my mom gave me because she yeah. was clearing out everything. Right. And, even at uh, you know, all the way up through till I was three, she how horrified I was uh, during Halloween, mm-hmm. and skeletons scared me, mm-hmm. and anything Halloween or anything Just, I would yeah. have this incredible fear of. Mm-hmm. Apparently, mm-hmm. wow! The, You're yeah. like the Sixth Sense kid. I see dead people all the time. <laughs> all the time. I prefer you to be the shining kid, though. I like Danny Torrance better. Such a horrifying movie. Such a great movie, though. It is. Such a good it movie. Is. What is your favorite movie of all time? Probably Star Wars. Because that was... I've uh, heard of that one before. Uh, Star Wars or Raiders of the Lost Ark. Because I, I grew up going to the movies alone. Okay. Uh, I grew up with my parents getting divorced stuff. I was always the one. I was the only responsible one to babysit. So I oh babysit. my gosh, you were the responsible I know. one. I know. Is that horrifying? Oh that's so that's would, the scariest part yeah. of this whole podcast. Yes, it is. It's frightening. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I would babysit my sister every day after school. And okay. I wouldn't get to do things. I remember missing dances mm. because I had to babysit. But mm. every, at the end of every week, I would get paid and I would be able to go and see movies. So I oh, saw cool. movies by myself all the time. And I, or I would buy a Rolling Stones album. Mm. Okay. So it was music and movies. Uh, Which is still your life, up. yeah. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, I was a shy lad. I wasn't the outgoing. I was the shy little boy that just liked to make people laugh. And then go, go, go to my room <laughs> and, and listen to music or watch a movie. I'll just hide in the movie. Oh, my gosh. Ralph Scott, you are an incredible human being. And I, mm. I love that, I mean, even though we've known each other very well for six years now, yeah. it was it's fun to hear stuff that I don't. I know. I was trying to think. I was like, I got to tell stories. You don't even have to think about it, though. I mean, these are, <laughs> this is what I love. But you're an amazing human. Thank you for, oh. for coming on. And no, I do love you to pieces. Even. I love you to pieces. We just need to get back on the stage together. So yes. for anybody listening that works in the professional theater community in Columbus, hello. Please put Come us on, on stage together. I've been waiting. No shameless plug here. Anyway, no. Thank you again for coming on, and thank you for listening to Speak Easily. I speak easily, you ah! bastards! Boxland Media. Think big.